0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Um, I'm your host, Adam. We are not in the Brita Water Brita Water Filter Studios. Today we are uh, on our way to work, actually. So we are recording uh, in the, the, the wilderness, I guess. I don't know, the great the great outdoors. Uh, it's a little chilly, but it's all right. We'll still get this episode in. Um, so today, I want to go over basically like something that I think is, is interesting uh, whenever I post uh, stuff about like prospect cards or like even like a- expensive rookie cards uh, and the example I'm going to use here is so Fernando Tatis uh, his Bowman 1 of 1 super factor rookie auto uh, graded a 9.5 by BGS just went up on golden auctions And there's always usually seems to be a few comments where people will say, oh, I would rather buy, like, a Jordan rookie card. um, Or, like, the Jordan Fleer. Or, like, a LeBron. And, I mean, I I definitely agree with that. Um, And today I kind of want to elaborate on maybe some pros and cons of each, I guess, if you're looking at it. Um, So, if you're listening to this on... Tuesday, uh, Tuesday the twentieth, I believe, of January, there was a couple auctions that ended, that were uh, some Jordan Fleer rookie cards, and I'm gonna go over those prices really quickly, and then kind of start to compare the Jordan card maybe to a prospect card. I think. Uh, I mean, if you're buying a Jordan card. It's like buying... And I know people hate hate when I do this. Or people... Well, maybe not when I do this, but when anybody does it. People hate comparing cards to stocks because of their specific reasons why people don't like to compare them. But, like, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm going to do it. So, buying a Jordan rookie card is almost like buying, like, Amazon stock. Because it's like... Amazon is the biggest... Biggest company in the world, essentially. Jordan, probably the most iconic athlete of all time. I would say... I I don't think that's really going out on the limb. And saying that, I mean, you could... I'm sure there's Babe Ruth. I don't know. There's people you could say are maybe more iconic than Jordan. But I would say he's probably, in my opinion, the most iconic athlete of all time. And so his rookie cards are... They're going to hold... There's nothing Jordan... And also Jordan owns like the biggest brand, so, like, the fact he owns the biggest brand, the fact that he's probably the most famous player, I think those two things, uh, those two things definitely affect his card prices in a positive, uh, positive way, I would say. I mean, you look at long-term value of a sports card, the Jordan card is probably going to hold, right, I'd say it probably holds the most value over time of any card, um, so here are the prices. So, sorry, let me open up eBay again. So we'll start from the bottom because uh, there was a 7, 8, 9, and a 10 that all sold. So the PSA 7 sold for uh, $1,900. The PSA 8 sold for $2,900. The PSA 9 sold for $6,800. And the PSA 10 sold for thirty nine. dollars Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, $6,800. So $6,800. The PSA 10 sold for a whopping $39,600. Um, there was also a PSA 9 sticker that sold for $1,700, and a PSA 8 sticker that sold for $360. Uh, it's not really an insider tip, but like if you want a good Jordan card to invest in, and you don't have the money to buy one of the Fleer rookies, you could look into buying one of the Fleer stickers because that that card I think has. It has value uh, because it's it's from that same year, and one thing that could eventually affect that card could be the fact that uh, soccer there's the sticker market for soccer is pretty pretty big because of the way that uh, true the way that true rookies are sometimes only coming out of stickers like from uh, 2016 and 2017 like Mbappe. His like true rookie is only is is uh, no sorry not only but his true rookie is coming out of a sticker set from twenty seven or from 2016 because he played for Santos before he went to PSG so the true 2016 Mbappe rookie is a sticker so if eventually the, the soccer market kind of uh, goes up a little bit stickers could become more popular because people could look at the jordan sticker and say oh well that's this that's the sticker to get so i'll get that instead of the card um, so yeah there's that um, another jordan actually ended i think on the 21st it looks like or the 20th uh that one sold for 38k so two psa 10 Jordans sold in the past like week or so which is, I mean, that's pretty good for that card. I mean, the thing is, like, with that Fleer Jordan, there are a lot of them graded. Um, and I'd say, I'd go out on a limb and say that 95% of the people that potentially are buying a Jordan are going to get it graded. Or if, they, if they're if they opening up a pack, which I know uh, Gary Vee did at the National, he opened up some 86 Fleer packs um, the 86, the 86 Fleer packs that are like, I mean, they're probably like 10k, I'd say, for a pack, if I'd had to, if I had to guess, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but anybody who's opening up a pack, if opening up a pack now, and they're getting a Jordan, like, they're, yeah, they're gonna get it graded, I would be surprised if they were, if it, if it were me, I would not be buying a raw Jordan card, just, because it's such an expensive card that it feels like a type of card that like a counterfeiter or like a fraudster would would be willing to take the risk on to try and fake because of like the 86 year it was the cards were pretty flimsy um, not just from 86 but from basically all all the 80s and most of the 90s the cards were Still, just like made out of paper, basically, so they were pretty flimsy. So that kind of gets into production quality has gotten a lot better, essentially, and so it's harder to it's harder to forge, I guess, a modern day card because of the material and paper and stuff that they're using, especially with the chrome cards, because um, you know PSA should PSA and BGS should know should know what a fake looks like. You know, I don't know. We don't know for a fact if they have or if they do, but they should know, especially for these modern cards. But for example, if you if you're buying the uh, superfractor, so like I said, I po- made a post the other day about a Fernando Tati superfractor, and the Fernando Tati superfractor is being sold on golden auctions. Which over the summer, uh, if you remember, they sold. Golden Auctions sold the Superfractor First Bowman Auto of um, Luis Robert, who and that went for 55k on that auction site, which is pretty crazy. Um, but this card is starting the low bid. I don't know exactly how Golden Auctions works. I'm guessing that they have um, like a low a low bid. That's what someone wants to sell, and they won't. No one can. No one can put in a bid for less. I'm guessing. I don't know. It must sound similar to eBay, but like, uh, no one can put a bid in below 22k for this Fernando Tatis Super Fractor Bowman rookie auto. Which, if you have followed my content or kind of heard me talk about Bowman rookies, I, I think that's probably my third favorite rookie card that you can buy. Uh, and I think I want to do a whole podcast about. Bowman Rookies I think probably maybe the next episode or a few episodes I'll be doing a full a full Bowman Rookie podcast and why I think that Bowman's a good brand along with um along with Heritage and the flagship are my three favorite but either way this card uh the auction is going to end I believe on February Fourth, I think it said, or it was February twentieth? It maybe said. I forget. Off the top of my head, I forget. I think it was the twenty fourth, maybe. But so, pe- if anybody is a super fr- super collector, uh super collector, um, you know, there's that card for you. And I think that kind of gets into the discussion of kind of the point of today's episode. Of w- would you would you rather buy this card for? 22k, or which I guess it's it doesn't it's not a one to one comparison because like the Jordan PSA 10 that one sold for 38k and then the PSA 9 sold for about 6k. So, like, I guess you could compare it. Would you say, let's say this card ends at uh 24k, let's just say that it does that, just that way we can do some easy math here. Um, or no, no, let's do 20. 28k. Let's say the, the, the auction goes through, and there's a couple bids and it ends at 28k. Or so you can buy this one card for 28k, or you can buy uh, four PSA9 Jordan Fleer rookies. Um, if I had 28k to spend on cards, you know I probably I would probably buy the Jordan if I had that money. See, the thing is with Buying, like, a super like that. I mean, if Tatis turns out to be, I like Tatis, that's the thing. So, like, if this was somebody else, I don't know. Like, I would say he might be the best one that's going to be coming out of this last rookie class. So, in my opinion, I don't, I th- no, it's not that I don't. I do, I do like Tatis, and I think that that Bowman rookie is actually going to be, I think I like I like Tatis in the way that I think I think he's going to be pretty good going forward like is he going to um be like the top Ooh, Sorry for the noise. Is he going to be like the top player top shortstop in the league at one day? Like I think he has the potential to be and I think that could be one reason why you're seeing the that price be what it is because a lot of these prospect cards and rookie cards of younger prospects they're basically being sold on their potential um, and they're already so high like like there was an Adley Rushman, the Adley Rushman one of one super Factor also sold I think it was 26k so like Adley Rushman he hasn't even played in the majors yet just got drafted this year so his is so that's even a case of like would you who would you say would be a better card would you say Fernando Tatis uh, granted the Adley Rushman is like the one of one super factor first Bowman so like technically is a better card than the just the Bowman RC but at the same time like would you rather have like a rookie card of potentially one of the best shortstops in the league or. Like if Adley Rushman turns into one of the best catchers in the league, would you rather have that card? And that's kind of kind of we're I guess not grading, but we're looking at the pricing of the cards and kind of the tiers of the cards in different ways, and it's not it's not exactly equal comparing the two. Um But so then that also like the I think ended around twenty six K, yeah. So if somebody um somebody has that money, like and you want to make a gamble, and I think it's, I think it is, that's what it is. It's a gamble because if you're buying the Jordan, you're saying, I'm going to hold this for 20, 30 years, probably, and it's going to probably continue to go up in value. But it's only the value of the card is only going to be kind of uh, established by people selling the cards, like, and people buying them. Like, what are people willing to pay? Because, like, sometimes the value for prospects and young players is established by when they have good games or when they do something good. But with Jordan, there are—I mean, obviously, he's retired. He's a Hall of Famer. He has a large company. But, like, he's not going to be making—he's not going to be making waves in the news playing the same way that Adley Rushman could or the same way that Tatis could. Um, so that's why you look at that card and you say that's probably a twenty. Especially, I mean, granted, especially if you're buying a twenty-six thousand dollars sports card or a thirty-eight thousand dollars sports card, depending on what you're going to be buying. I don't know. You just look at it and you say, well, you're not looking to just. You can't. You're not just going to flip that, because also the thing is about cards that are that expensive, and mo- so Mojo Breaks is a good podcast I listen to. They were talking about um, somebody somebody, I think, oh, I almost fell, I forget exactly the car they were talking about, I think it was a Zion car, but they were saying that somebody turned down, I think it was, it might have been the one-of-one one Zion autograph out of Contenders Draft, I think, and someone turned down like 150k or something like that, I forget the exact number, but it's, it, the thing is, like, you have to find... The, the the thing about selling cards like that are that high, you have to find someone who's willing to pay. Like, just because a previous card sold... I would say because a previous card sold, that might even be worse for the value of a card. Not value, but like the worst for the potential of a sale because you're taking a person who's... You're taking one person who's willing to buy out of the out of the market. So... Like the per- a person who's willing to buy an eighty or a, a thirty-eight thousand dollar Jordan, if they're buying the thirty-eight thousand dollar Jordan, you know there's a chance they could want to buy another one. But I'd say, or like Zion, if if someone's spending a hundred k on a Zion card, that's one less person who's then going to be willing to spend a hundred k on a Zion. If that makes sense, like if if you're just looking at value versus how many people are willing to pay for something, like you look at. Maybe the Zion rookie cards. You're finding a lot more people that maybe have sixty or seventy dollars to buy a buy a six or sorry, sixty or seventy dollars. You have more people that are willing to buy a rookie card of Zion for that than they are maybe like the the one of one, which like I said, sold for the so the one of one one of one Prism Zion sold for fifty five k. So. Which I thought that was super undervalued, if I'm gonna be completely honest. Like it sounds crazy. I know, fifty-five K that's a lot of money. But like talking value here. I thought that was undervalued. Um so, I mean that's kinda all I have. You're gonna wanna compare comparing and maybe it even goes into a larger discussion. Maybe I'll do another episode about this in the future if I see another card that's a prospect card like that sell, but I just think it was a it was a good uh Good combination of the Jordan card selling and also Fernando Tatis being put up on auction. That I think I made put together the put together the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean just look at look at the values. I mean it's kind of it's crazy to think. Like in my personal opinion, would I rather make the safe play or the riskier play? Which the riskier play is buying the Tatis or buying the Adley Rushman? Because I mean, what happens if? they get an injury or they just don't pan out, you know, that's that 22 or 26,000 could turn into four or five like but the Jordan, I feel like the Jordans there's no chance of that card going from um there's no chance of that one going from like 38 to like 4 or 5k. Uh unless there's obviously something that goes on with the economy, then that is a possibility, but Barring that, I don't also the also the kind of the cons there would be. I don't think the Jordan card, like if you look at if Tatis goes on and becomes one of the best shortstops in the league, if Adley Rushman comes out and he starts banging home runs, like there's a chance that that card could double, and that that twenty-six thousand dollar Adley Rushman turns into a turns into a fifty-two thousand dollar Adley Rushman, or vice versa. With the Tatis, it could go from a 22. To, I don't know what it's going to sell for yet. It's all a month, but it could go from that to could go from that to like a 40k. But I don't see the Jordan card isn't really going to do that. But I think it, the Jordan card will appreciate over time. Where long term, you'll see long term. Long term, I think you'll see some return. You'll see an increase, but it won't be as drastic as uh, it won't be as drastic as what could happen to the to, to the Tatis or the Adley Rushman. Uh, So that is going to be it for the episode. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok, follow me on Twitch. I think I'm just going to start saying, go to the link in my bio and on Instagram, Heroes for Sale, and you'll be able to find where everything else is. Uh, There is a new kind of link in there. It is a support uh, Heroes for Sale content. So if you go to eBay, if you're buying cards from eBay, and you click on that uh, support it will, uh, I, think, I think it triggers an affiliate link. So what will happen is anything you buy from eBay within, I think it's 24 hours or it might be 48 hours, uh, I get sort of an affiliate commission from eBay for that. So if you are looking to support the podcast in any way, other than listening, which I, I really do appreciate people listening because that's obviously huge for the podcast. The more listeners we can get, uh, the more we can grow the podcast, and then eventually I can hopefully get some sponsors for the show. Uh, it would be great. So that's going to be it for the episode. Everybody? I will see you in the next one.